Hello everyone, welcome back to the Everything Cast. I am your host Wyatt, and with me as always, I got my co-host Evan. What up, what up everybody? Yeah man, so uh, you've been in Korea for a little bit now. You've been uh, getting settled in. How, how's everything going over there? Uh, you know, it hasn't been too bad. Uh, finally unpacked most of my stuff. Uh, buying some household goods. Going to the store and stuff. Yeah. Settled in pretty good. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's not too bad. Doing some exploring, which is pretty pretty cool, you know? Yeah. You finally starting to uh, find some normalcy? Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's kind of nice. hard, I guess, with, uh, with work and stuff. Still trying to get used to that, so. Yeah. Uh, did you ever find a, a means of transportation? So... I'm actually supposed to go look at a car today. I already told the dude I'm going to buy it. Uh, a guy that uh, who works with me or whatever. Gotcha. And it's like a 2010 Toyota Camry or something like that. Hey, that's an upgrade from your truck. Yeah, nothing special, but so yeah, it should, it should be cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. What about uh like sightseeing? You can uh, see anything cool? Yeah, so actually yesterday, uh, my day mm-hmm. off went to. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the name of the place, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was so originally supposed to be an hour and a half away. You know, driving ended up mm-hmm. taking like three hours to get there. Just traffic, the traffic was oh god, fucking terrible. Really? And yeah, it was terrible. Uh, but it was a it was a pretty big ass mountain with uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of temples and stuff on it, and uh, it was about a two and a half hour trek to the summit or the peak, gotcha. or mm-hmm. one of the peaks. And uh, the view was fucking it was incredible. I was the, I was fucking I'm hurting right now. <laughs> that was it was yeah. like a twenty five hundred foot elevation gain. Uh, oh wow! And I think it was like seven miles round trip. But it, it was really, really fucking cool. You could you could see for miles and miles and miles. Totally worth it. Damn. So you go with like some coworkers, some friends from work? Yeah, so I went with like my uh I guess my boss and two other dudes that I work with. Gotcha, gotcha. Hell yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, um, well I saw you posted a picture on your story. I didn't see any like anything else though. Yeah, I put uh two videos on there, I think. Should still be on there. Okay, you have to check that out then. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Korea is uh, t- taking over on a couple different fronts right now. We got K-pop taking off, right? Yeah. And uh, and I don't, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, Korea is also the home of the the mukbang. That's where they originated. The mukbang. Yeah, you don't know what that is. I don't think I do know. Mukbang sounds familiar. Yeah, mukbangs are like they're like podcasts, but the the guests are eating the whole time. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, because apparently, um, there's been an uprise in like one bedroom apartments in Korea, which is like uh uncommon for their traditions over there. Mm-hmm. So p- people are literally getting lonely while eating. So, um, so. Like apparently a couple social media influencers were feeling that that loneliness, so they started streaming while they ate, 
and then other people started eating with them when they ate you know they would like play the stream back when they would eat and then mm. it just became like this whole entire mini culture and it just kind of took off wow it's... i've I actually i'm pretty sure i've seen a few videos of people like doing that but i didn't think it was like that yeah big. that's interesting yeah it's huge yeah it's uh I, i've watched quite a bit of them there's uh one of the guys from uh wild and out you know the show wild and out yeah yeah uh the asian guy from there he does mukbangs on youtube and i watch <laughs> I, I can't remember what his name is though off the top of my head but uh, i watch his stuff quite often Interesting. And, uh, yeah and it's basically it's just a podcast you know they just he has like preset questions or whatever and then they they eat you know whatever food you know they get a lot of sponsorships like for the mukbangs like restaurants will you know give you free food to like review their food but then you also like do the podcast too Mm. it's quite a marketing genius yeah Yeah, the the marketing for it's really smart so but uh but yeah so that's the korea is the home of the the mukbang i just i just found that out today (laughs) yeah i don't think i would have found that one out so uh you know we uh as men we we tend to you know i uh idolize women right so growing up did you have like a celebrity uh celebrity crush or do you still have one? Um, I got to think about this. I think a few. You know, one of course, which everyone, I'm sure, went through a phase of. Mega uh, Fox. Yeah, yeah. Already knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was probably one of the biggest uh, crushes that I I can remember, especially like, really? the Transformers man. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what set it off for everybody. It was Transformers. Yeah. Yeah, and then seeing like Shia LaBeouf with the um, with Megan Fox just made like everyone feel like we can all have a girl of that stature. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, no, I definitely feel that. That's for sure. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I've, I've had quite a few. Um, so it was uh it, the first I remember falling in love, uh, <laughs> uh with Vanessa Hutchins. From uh, High School Musical. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like in the opening scene of the first one, like I still remember this to this day because, dude, I like I've never been like starstruck like that before, you know. Mm. And like it's like, uh, you know, like they've been advertising blah, blah blah. We're all sitting down. We're gonna watch it as a family, right? And this is the first mm-hmm. time it's airing on Disney Channel, and it opens up with the scene with uh, Troy and Vanessa Hudgens with Troy being Zac Efron, um, singing in like a bar. Right, and it opens up with her starting to sing, right? And it was just, she has just the, the most beautiful voice, and uh, her skin looks so fucking soft, and she's just so beautiful, man. <laughs> and I just instantly fell in fucking love. But uh, that, was, that was a short-lived celebrity crush thing, right? And then uh, then I found Bella Thorne on Rocky and Cece on the Disney Channel, right? Yeah. And uh, then I was, I, was in, I was in love with her for a long time. Up until she did her uh, episode on Impulsive, which is another podcast, and uh, I found out that she doesn't uh, shave, shave her armpits and shave her legs, and huh. uh, I can't, I can't do it, man. Yeah, like more power to you. Yeah, like more power. Like if you want to do that, that's a okay. It's just uh, you know, it ain't for me, man. I can't do it. And yeah. as soon as I found that, dude, I was so heartbroken. <laughs> like it, it literally, it literally took me a couple months to get over it. And uh, it would haunt my dream. I, yeah, dude, I literally had nightmares about it. 
<laughs> I had nightmares. I'm not kidding, dude. I, I literally had nightmares where uh, I'd be like going to hook up with her, like in my dream, you know. And like, I'd go to take off her shirt, and she'd lift her arms up and just hairy armpits, bro. And I would instantly just fucking wake up, be sweating my ass off, wanting cold, to cry. Yeah, cold sweat. <laughs> yeah. You sleep paralysis, demon. <laughs> Rubbing his armpit hair on my face. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to get your nose. <laughs> no. no deodorant. Right. So, so then, uh, so then the Bella Thorne, and this just was like recent. This is like the beginning of 2020. And so now it's just back to the default Vanessa Hutchins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, I got a question, man. Uh, who, if you can have anybody on the podcast that we can interview, who who would you pick? Anybody to interview? Yeah, well, they have to be alive. No, not like this whole like anybody <laughs> in the past. Yeah, thing, but uh, currently alive. I don't know. Someone I feel like would be interesting to talk to. I mean, everyone would probably want to talk to like Elon Musk. I mm, feel like you'd have mm-hmm. some pretty pretty cool conversation and stuff. Yeah, the, he's on my list for sure of dream dream guests. Yeah, or uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That would be fucking yeah. really awesome. Yeah, he would be a cool one too. I'd rather have Elon Musk than him, but I'd hopefully both one day. You know, <laughs> that'd be really cool. Yeah. Anyone else? Imagine, imagine um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. That'd be cooler than them. I got a lot. I got a lot of people. The reason why I'm asking this now, because I know it's a little naive question to be asking, you know, asking at this point, like in our in, this early in doing the podcast, but I want to manifest this stuff. <laughs> so this way, in the future, when it happens, these people come on the podcast, we could do, we could be like, hey, remember back on episode six when uh, we talked about doing this shit, you know? And here we <laughs> are, you know? Oh, and yeah. so, uh, so my number one absolute fit, like, I must either I must have them on ours or we go on theirs because they have a podcast too. It would be uh, Logan Paul, without a doubt. I have to, I have to get them on at some point. Or like I said, if we if we can go on theirs, that that'd be a fucking uh, a dream come true too. But mm. other than that, uh, other than Logan Paul, which is if for a lot of my friends they're gonna be like, yep, I fucking knew it. Uh, uh, Dave Batista would be fucking awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan would be another phenomenal one. I would love to yeah. sit down and have a conversation with him. Uh, Elon Musk is on is on my list too, but you already said that. Um, NF the rapper NF. I would love to be able to pick his brain because uh he doesn't do uh interviews, so there's like nothing about him really out there than other than what you get in his music, you know. So I would love to sit down and pick his brain. Hobson is another one, just because I've been so involved with his career this whole entire time. I have so many questions that, uh, like, when he, because he does do podcasts and go on other people's shows, but uh, nobody follows it. He's, like, uh, done enough research to ask, to ask the questions that I want to ask him, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's all, like, it's always surface shit. You know, like, what have you been up to since the last album? Like, all these, like, you know, the dumb shit, you know? And, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of shit that I want I want to ask him about. So yeah, I got I got a long list, man. I got a long list. No, that that'd be really cool. The one you said, like Joe Rogan, that'd be that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, 
That'd be crazy. You think uh you think it'd be easier to knock someone out with a with a fist or a slap? Uh I would probably say fist. Yeah, see that's yeah, what I, guess I it, was it depends where you get hit in the in the face. Yeah, well we're gonna just assume it's gonna be like, you know, right on the cheek. You know, slap and and punch. Mm. So I I would think that a punch would do the job better, right? But have you ever watched any of these slap boxing competitions? Oh yeah, the they get fighting? fucked up. Yeah, dude, it's like Is every it? single slap's a fucking knockout, you know. <laughs> and so I don't know, I don't, I don't know, because you got more surface area mm-hmm. uh, in a slap, right? But the more surface area means less pressure in any one specific spot, right? You're gonna spread the pressure out over the whole course of your hand versus you know in a tighter area like a fist, right? Yeah. So does that play favor, right? Because then, you, you know, like we all know that there's a nerve uh, on your jaws. Well, we're like uh, your jawbone connects to your cheekbones or whatever, right? And if you hit that nerve, you get the jaw to push up a little bit on that nerve and it'll knock you out, right? That's, so That's the thing with the punch. If you're hitting the jaw just right, you're going down no matter what. Right. And it doesn't take a lot of pressure to uh, actually knock somebody out. Right. So is it do you want more surface area to cover more surface, right? To to possibly land that lucky shot, or do you want something more precise with precision and power? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I wonder if there's any like research uh, <laughs> on any of that. I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably people working on it now. <laughs> you know, because uh, sl- the slap fighting thing's becoming pretty big. Yeah, some of those videos are pretty fucking intense. Like, those are some big boys getting yeah, in the fucking face, just going down from a slap. Yeah, it's crazy. It, uh, yeah, like you said, it'd, it'd be crazy to get like um, like a small bodybuilder in there, because like all the people that, not all of them, but the majority of the people who are taking, you know, um, going and doing these fight competitions, they're all like country big. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, and now there's maybe like one or two who are like bodybuilder big, and I, I'd, uh, I'm interested to see what would happen if you got like someone who is smaller in stature, like five seven, five eight, but it's just swole as shit. They can put them up against one of those like country strong uh, yeah, boys out there, numbers. right? And see see how that whole see how that thing fares out, you know? Hmm. I, I got I got a question. How much would mm-hmm. it take? How much would you, you know, willing to get paid to take a hit from Mike Tyson in his prime back in the day to the face? Yeah, I don't. Fifty thousand plus medical <laughs> plus medical bills, right? So I mean, all, all get... this is one hit. It's just one yeah. clean hit to the face. Yeah, I would say probably like. Cover the medical bills and then fifty thousand in my bank account, and I'll probably do it. Because <laughs> honestly, if you like, think about it, it's gonna hurt. Maybe for you, probably won't even. If you don't get knocked out, it's it might fucking hurt, especially like the next yeah. day, no matter what. But yeah, it, that'd be fucking scary. Yeah, I mean, it would be scary even taking a punch from him now. You know, <laughs> he's still a scary no. ass dude. 
like, uh, did you see his interview with, uh, because Mike Tyson has a, a podcast also. It's called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, right? Uh, he did recently did an interview with Polo G, right? And it did not go so where. Go, go so where. <laughs> go so well, right? Uh, Mike Tyson mm-hmm. microdoses mushrooms every day. And uh, I, I assume yeah. that on this particular day, he took a little too much. And Polo G <laughs> came in with uh, like this weird face mask on, right? And it was like, messing up mike tyson you know like it was messing him up uh mm-hmm. like kept fucking with him and so he asked him to take it off and polo was like oh no uh like i you know i prefer not to i want to keep my you know identity like on the dl you know what i'm saying i want to keep my keep a low profile and then mike tyson's like oh okay cool i can respect that no big deal right then uh so the reason why polo g's on the the podcast is to promote his new album right mm-hmm. called i think it was called like hall of fame or some shit and uh, so they're like playing some of the music in the music videos, right? And in the music mm-hmm. videos, he's not wearing a mask, right? So Mike Tyson's like, whoa, 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 pause the video. Wait, hold on. How are you <laughs> going to sit here and tell me you're trying to hide your identity, but here you are in your own music video, which is going to get millions of views. You're showing your face, but you won't take your mask off to sit here and talk to me right now. You know what I'm saying? And things yeah. just get uh a bit out of hand and out of control and mind you polo g's 19 20 years old you know yeah. so he may not he may not necessarily know who mike tyson is but uh you know like we do and I mean, uh, everyone everyone knows who mike Ty- like you hear mike tyson you know who that is yeah i mean for i mean for us i mean you know there's a five-year dis- difference in between us and them you know there, there was a there was a while where mike tyson was quiet you know what i'm saying yeah yeah that's true so like I think like we just happened to catch the end the end of it right because I uh, I mean he was uh fighting big characters in the early two thousands still mm-hmm. right so I think we caught that just the end of his reign of the crazy Mike and now we're seeing the return of the the calm more sensual Mike you know mm-hmm. so maybe I don't know I, I'm sure I'm sure he does right I mean there, there's no way you don't know who Mike Tyson is but I'm just trying to make excuses for the kid because he made himself look dumb as shit and super disrespectful in front of a legend like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, so uh, what because, in the, the interview, though? So, yeah, so Mike like, calls him out and he's like, yeah, yeah, and he's like, uh, you know, and Mike's like, so take the fucking mic, uh, the mask off. And he's like, no. They're just like, shut up, no. And Mike's like, you know, like, he's like saying the n-word mike says the n-word a lot right and he's so he's like you know n-word like take the fucking mask off take the fucking mask off and apology's like no <laughs> and then then my and then mike's just like all right i'm fucking done like throws the mic and gets up and walks out of the room oh shit and they still posted it which was the crazy part <laughs> it was it, i think it was like 17 minutes long before he like fucking wow. freaked out you know yeah i'm surprised they even went, went with that yeah, well, I'm pretty sure they're like they probably signed a contract. You know what I'm saying? So they probably yeah. had to post something. It's just they didn't have they didn't say in the contract that I had to make Polo G look good. You know? You know? Mm-hmm. Damn, so maybe that's crazy, uh, dude. I was like shocked that the, the balls on the kid, man. Like Mike Tyson is <laughs> yeah, still a scary Mike ass Tyson dude, know. right? And Polo G's not a big guy at all. Like he he may be like five ten, five eleven. Mike Tyson's six one, and mm-hmm. Polo G is probably like one hundred thirty pounds, and Mike Tyson's pushing like two fifty because he's a bit overweight right now, you know. But yeah, but still a scary ass dude. Like I would not, 
And then on top of that, he has his uh, his co-host. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's also a professional boxer. He had like a record of like 47 and like five or something like that. Oh, so okay. Yeah, so they're both like savage ass dudes. Just the the co-host was like a like a a lightweight. He fought at like one fifty. So he's a he's a mm-hmm. smaller guy. He's like five seven, five eight. But uh, okay. but still the ruthless ass legends. You know, he has legends sitting in the room with him. Mm-hmm. And no, just take your fucking mask off, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know. So Mike Tyson on his own show, no. Right, exactly, and then and on top of that, like you know, he's like if you've done any sort of research on Mike Tyson recently, you know that he takes mushrooms. So you know that like you say the wrong thing, and he can literally just rip your head off your shoulders. Like that's not <laughs> an issue for the man, you yeah. know. And he he would do it without even thinking twice about it, just because you know he's in an altered state of con- consciousness. So yeah. like I would not. I mean, I I wouldn't have wore the mask to begin with, you know. So, but. <laughs> But that would be another person I'd like to interview. This is Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a few interviews I actually watched of him. This is like back in the day, though. But that dude was a fucking, he was insane. Like, yeah, he's not yeah. a man that you'd want to fucking argue with at all. No, and that, that's, uh, that's the reason why I want to interview him is because, uh, you know, he talks about, uh, like, his, he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast like two or three times now. And, um, in one of in one of those two or three episodes, he he's talking about like his demon, right? And that's what he calls like his other side, like fighting Mike is his demon, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he talks about like you know how he got how he let go and how he caged up his demon, right? And uh, that's what I that's what I want to talk to him about because I feel like that that's that's what I've had to do with myself also. Um, you know, there's there's stories that I can like, you know, tell you guys that that'll prove this stuff. I won't get into them right now, but like, I'm sure they'll come out as time goes on, uh, of the, like some of the fucked up shit that I've done, and uh, it, it it's like it's like something takes over me, man. It's like like I have my own demon that just like takes takes control, and mm. uh, you know, and I, I black out, and this this other person just uh. It, it, yeah, just takes control and bad shit happens, and then, like really fucked up bad shit happens, and um, I want I want to talk to him about that specifically. Yeah. You know, you ever you ever uh, like blacked out because of anger? Because anger, I don't think so. No. Yeah. That I can recall. Yeah, because uh, to try and like put it in perspective, like what I'm talking about is like uh, when I start to get angry. Uh, I start to get like tunnel vision, right? Like, uh, like my peripherals start to close in, and it closes mm-hmm. in and closes in all the way until it gets to about the size of like a dime, right? And then right about right about the time, and then uh, obviously I'm focused in on whatever it is that's making me angry, whether it's an object like a you know a computer or a phone if I'm trying to do stuff, or a person if they're screaming or yelling at me or we're having some type of uh, you know confrontation, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and as soon as it hits about that the, the dime size, everything just turns red. And once I know, once my vision goes all red, then that's that's when I black out. And that's when uh, you know, I, I don't know what's gonna happen next. You know, some I've I've had it happen where I've you know blacked out and I've just walked away from a situation, or and I've had it where I blacked out and I've came to just standing on top of somebody just bloodied all bloodied up. You know, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and so and so I think that Mike Tyson also has that in him too, 
right? And uh, I I want to I want to kind of talk about some of that with him and uh, what it all took for him to get to to get to that point. Because I know for me it took it took a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure for him it was even crazier because his was being encouraged, right? Like uh, when he would get into these altered states, you know, like letting his demon out. You know, he was getting paid. He was making millions of dollars. Everyone was calling him Killer Mike, man. You don't want to get them with the ring with Killer Mike, right? Like everything he was doing was getting encouraged. So uh, I'm sure for him. Yeah. And so I'm sure for him that had to be a hell of a battle to try and lock that guy away. Yeah. Yeah. There's some of the videos, uh, like one of my favorite fucking quotes (laughs) that this dude ever said was, uh, I forgot who he was. I don't remember who he was talking to, but he's like, uh, "I'm a, he's like, I'm a fuck you till you love me." Yeah, he's, he's like, he's talking about another dude. He's like, "I will fuck you until you love me," and then he yeah. keeps on talking and talking. He's like, he was saying like how he's an intergalactic fucking juggernaut. I was like, yeah. dude, that's that's fucking tough, man. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, uh, yeah, like you, you're gonna disagree with that, right? Yeah, no, and yeah, I mean, if you're the heavyweight champion of the world you are the baddest motherfucker there is nobody better than you you know because everybody's smaller than you so like thinking realistically you can beat up everybody below you right (laughs) and so if you're heavyweight you're literally are the man of the world Mm -hmm. and especially when you fight you know professional boxing you know you fight everybody across the world Mm -hmm. and uh so you literally do get to slap that name onto yourself right like the baddest motherfucker so that's got to be crazy because like something like uh like somebody like Conor McGregor could never claim to be the baddest motherfucker because he can't get into the ring with uh people like uh Francis Nagamoto, right? Which is uh he he's a heavyweight fighter. He's from Africa, and uh, like he is a scary motherfucker. But this dude fights at two thirty five. Conor fights at one fifty five. There there is no way for you know Conor to put on weight and the other guy to drop enough weight to be able to get in the ring together. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, or, or like someone like Israel uh, Adesanya, like you know, he fights at 185. There, there's no way that he can cut weight to get in the ring with uh, Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor probably never would agree to that because he knows he would just get his ass beat, just because there's yeah. so much of a weight advantage and a reach advantage, because they're all so much bigger than him. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to be the heavyweight of the the world is uh, a unique title of its own. Yeah, no, definitely. Not something to be seen lately. No, that that's for sure. Especially if you're like MMA heavyweight uh, champion of the world, like then you truly are the baddest motherfucker. Because like if you're boxing, like then the people in MMA could be like, yeah, but like you don't know what it's like to to be on the ground and on your back and still have to fight. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you're a, U- a UFC heavyweight champion of the world, you are intergalactic you know you're gonna be on the front lines that you know back back in the day uh like with the romans and the persians and shit and the spartans Mm -hmm. you know sometimes they would settle wars over just having like you know one two or three of their best fighters fight each other instead of having a whole entire war right and like uh you know the ufc (laughs) uh you know fighter you know world title holder is gonna be one of our guys fighting if we ever have to go against aliens and we settle it that way you know yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be some shit to see well dude i was fucking uh watching a bunch of shit about khabib uh mm-hmm. 
you know, dude, his his fucking story is crazy as hell. He belongs to like um uh, like this black ops uh like Spartan type of people from Russia. Like they grew up like on the mountain and they would have to to be able to eat. They had to hunt with their bare hands, right? And like and they get programmed to be trained killers from the age that they're since they're born. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh and I'm sure that like uh Putin had some like say say into this. He probably took a couple of his people that from the from this uh you know foundation that he he started with these uh, the people that he's training and took some of them and put them in boxing and putting them in UFC and blah 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 is like publicity stunts, right? We're, like we're gonna have our people go over there and take over the world and these uh enter- entertainment forms too. You know what I'm saying? And uh, oh, yeah. at least I mean I, I, that's what I would do in a situation like that. But um, so I'm I'm not taking shots at Putin in any way, shape, or form. But uh, but yeah, to him telling his story, like there's there's footage of him wrestling bears at seven years old, like cubs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like this shit was crazy, and like because oh, he oh that's where I saw it. He was uh, just on the uh, hot box hot boxing with Mike Tyson, and that's where I watched this interview. And uh, and so he was like telling stories of like when he was growing up and like having to go out and like chase rabbits down by foot and you know killing them with your hands and skinning them with your hands and shit. And it was just uh, it was crazy, man, crazy. Yeah, that is, that is fucking wild. Because we have uh, we you know like we've all heard the stories, right? Like we've all heard the stories about like people like that existing, but to, mm-hmm. to see them firsthand and like you know I, the dude retired just retired from uh. The UFC twenty nine and zero. There's only been a handful of people who have ever retired from the uh, UFC who have zero at the end of their uh, scorecards. Yeah, you know? that's definitely a pretty big achievement. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's scary man. <laughs> yeah, I would never, never want to get in the ring with that guy. That's for sure. You know. What do you, uh... Uh... You know what he's doing now? Yeah, he uh, he has a gym, and him oh, and like okay. uh, his team of people that you know help him get to where he's at. They all have a gym, and they're training up and coming, like wrestlers and fighters and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's actually out in LA because uh, he's not back in Russia anymore. Why do you think that so, is? Just one of those well, change of scenery or. Well, because uh, so the whole like cause to his retirement was the the passing of his father. His father was the person, uh, like uh, they don't like say any of this stuff directly, but like I'm I'm assuming that his dad had some type of uh, like an or involvement in the the program that you know Khabib is from, and mm-hmm. uh, so when they decided to take Khabib and a couple other people out of there, they took his father too. I'm assuming something along those lines. So, uh. Khabib's father was always always heavily involved in Khabib's life, right? And uh, so once his father passed away, I think he just felt very lost, and uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, I, and I I also know that Khabib has had a pro- protege, a person that he was training and sparring with, to uh, you know supersede him one day, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know uh, Khabib you know announced his retirement at, at his peak. Right, he's only 31 years old, and um, because of because of his father's passing, so I'm thinking he's staying around to also help his protege. I can't remember the guy's name. It's oh, his name's Islam, and then something crazy, like something heavy Russian that I can never pronounce. 
Yeah. So, uh, so I think that that has a lot to do with it. I know he, like, you know, his family spent a lot of time out here. So maybe they got comfortable here in the States and they don't want to go back. Maybe, uh, I'm not sure. I have no idea, mm-hmm. but, yeah, but, uh, do you, do, is there anybody like celebrity wise that you follow pretty heavily? Uh, no, I, I would not say that really. Uh, you know, I follow people on like social media and stuff, but um, not heavily like invested or anything. Or you know, uh, I I don't have like notifications on fucking anybody. Or I'm not super super into anybody. No, not really. Uh, yeah. See, um, as I mentioned before, I'm a very impulsive person. I'm a very um, uh, you know, I get easily addicted. So I I become obsessed with like weird shit. And so, uh, like when, like when I get a, like my eyes set on someone or something, you know, obviously yeah. I got, yeah, it's like all, all notifications, all that shit gets, uh, you know, turned on for them. But, um, there aren't a lot of people cause obviously I don't got time to sit here and like, you know, just search the internet for fucking random shit about people. Right. But, uh, the yeah. couple people that I do follow, um, yeah, it's like every you know, social media website, every uh, outlet that they post to or whatever. Yeah, I got all the notifications on for them. But it, if you're wondering who, it's uh, Logan Paul, Mike Malak, and uh, Ryan Garcia. The, those are the three that I, like, follow, follow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I could have guessed the Logan Paul one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, dude, it's crazy uh, the comeback that he's made, man. And that's what uh, and this is this is what's drew me in about Logan Paul's from the beginning, because um, I I didn't discover him and until uh, at, until the day of his KSI versus Logan Paul the first fight, right? And uh, you know, I didn't really care too much about it. And then uh, one of our friends told them told me like, because shortly after they started the podcast. And uh, I, I've always listened to talk radio and listened to podcasts for as long as I can remember, right? And so that friend told me about it because he knows that I listen to them, well, like podcasts and stuff. And um, and so like through the podcast, I kind of heard like you know they mentioned like the suicide forest thing, and then so I went, and I did research, and I like found out about it, and you know, seen what that did to him, and it it just reminded me of myself, like. Uh, you know, of doing something. Uh, it's obviously his shit's obviously much more public than what I did, right? But uh, you know, the shame and the humility and the guilt that he got from from doing that, you know, uh, making that decision of posting that video, is quite similar to how I felt when I like when I had my overdose and being, you know, a drug a, a drug addict, and seeing that, uh, uh, and seeing that from my family. Right. And seeing that from the people that I love and care about, that resentment, that hatefulness, you know, the people that you, you thought were your friends just turn on you, uh, you know, on the snap of a finger. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, 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 I know what that feels like. And uh, I can only imagine that I had to, you know, get that kind of response from millions of people. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I felt I felt his sentiment. I, I can see I can see it in him that he did truly feel sorry about that and that he truly did make a mistake. And, uh, so, uh, once I seen all that and I started like doing my research into him and like figuring out everything and like seeing just the personality switch just in from the video before the Japan incident and the video, the first video he uploaded afterwards, like it was just a hundred percent day and night clear difference. 
and who and who he was, right? And so, uh, you know, I seen that and I just resonated with that. And, uh, you know, and now I just kind of look for to him as aspiration, like, okay, if he can do it, I can do it, you know, because he's only he's only a year older than I am. Right. And, you know, obviously he has a much more successful life than I do. Right. Like I'm talking about like, you know, uh, materialistically wise. Right. And uh, so, yeah, no, I, I, I kind of look uh, look to him for, you know, motivation and aspiration. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we uh, we look quite a bit alike i mean he's a little bit you know built than i am but we're we're the same height same hair color same hairstyle uh, he can grow a better beard than i can too but uh <laughs> t- one one day yeah. Oh, yeah one day but if i had money like him i you know i'm sure i can get you know the the good beard growing stuff and the right vitamins <laughs> and get a good beard you know or maybe uh, maybe he had he had a hair transplant. Who knows? I never know. Well, that's uh that's what uh MGK just got exposed for most uh kind of recently was there was like um uh you know I'm a I'm a wild boy by MGK right? Yeah 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 yeah. In the music video, like uh like his hairline super super receding. Like he's basically like damn near bald. Like it's it's really bad. Right, and then like in his most recent video, um, he has like a, a fucking full, full head of hair, long ass hair, like all this crazy shit, right? Which the MGK that we know currently, and mm-hmm. um, and like people were calling him out for getting a hair transplant, and I was like, dude, if you got the fucking money, man. Yeah, I don't. I'll, you're actually probably be surprised on how many people actually do like men. Yeah. Get, get yeah. Transplants. So, yeah. It's actually very fucking common. So yeah, how do, weird how, to hear about that. But how do you feel about like uh plastic surgery? Like girls with like fake tits, fake ass. Um you know, you can you can do whatever you want. You know, I ain't gonna judge you. I'm not into it. Like if a chick had like small boobs but they were like natural and there's a chick with like a nice rack but it's fake, I would go with the natural. But but that's just me. Have you ever felt fake tits? Or an ass? Fake tits, yeah. Um, I'm. I guess it depends. I. I <laughs> there's some videos you can watch, like chicks that their uh, implants like go bad or whatever, or fucking like explode yeah. or fucking pop. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, That's just crazy. Know, there's something about it being like fake and not natural to me is kind of good enough. That's yeah. Personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have any opinions on it. Um, I, I've never felt them either one, right? I never experienced either one. So, you know, I think that that if one day it happens, then you know, I'll have a further opinion on it. But uh, my whole, my whole thing about the plastic surgery thing is like, uh, you just can't be too young. Like, uh, I can understand like, um, if you if something happens and you needed, uh, you know, recreation. Uh, what the fuck do they call it? cosmetic surgery, right? Like if you get like burnt in a fire or you know you get in a car accident, oh, it, it fucks up your face. Like you know that's totally understandable. But if you're right, right, and then but if you're a younger woman, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, and you want fake tits or fake ass or whatever, like I, I don't think that that should be happening. No. And and same thing goes with like with porn. This is like a big uh, a big topic that's been being talked about right now is like uh, you know what is 
what should be the the right age for um, an acceptable age for women uh, to be doing porn, right? Because there's a lot of women at, at the age of 18 and going in and going into the you know adult film industry and you know fucking up their lives and a lot of times they don't, they don't even end up making money out of it but their family and their friends know and you know their the local community ends up finding out and, and that destroys their life right and so there's been a lot of talks about like you know what what age should you be allowed to do adult film and uh, a lot of people are saying 21 and when i first heard it i was like no i mean if you're 18 you're 18 like go do what you want right but um after hearing like uh, the arguments for the push for 21, it's it's starting to make a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, I'm um all for you know being 18 and you know doing whatever you want, your choice and shit. Uh, so I I wouldn't. Uh, maybe you heard more things than I have and stuff, but uh, 21, yeah, sure, you're a little more aged or whatever, and. Uh, more mature at that point, but even like comparing myself because I'm I'm 23 now, right? And like mm. looking back when I was 21, I've definitely matured more, and I'm sure I'm gonna still mature in the next two years, and then two years after that, and two years after that. Right. Um, it's just finding those, you know, where you can make your own choices at. And yeah, like, 18, I was a lot, you know, more immature and this and that, but you. T- Technically, in the U.S., you're an adult. You can do what you want. Yeah. Um, so I, I stand by that. If you want to go yeah. be a fucking porn star or a prostitute, whatever, sure, man. If you're if you're getting paid, getting money, do whatever you want. I yeah yeah. I mean, for now, nah, I agree ninety nine percent of the time. You know. Uh, <laughs> But that brings me up to a, my, my next topic is, uh, like, how do you feel about, like, big age g- gaps in the dating scene? Like, say, like, a 50-year-old male and, like, a 20-year-old female. Oh, when you say that, you automatically assume, like, the dude has money and the chick's just fucking with him for that. There, are, <laughs> There is circumstances where, you know, chicks prefer just older men like that, and which, which is fine, you know. Uh, that big of a difference again i'm going back to what i was saying earlier it's it's your choice if you want to if you want to be with them yeah you know for whatever reason that that's your opinion and if both of you are happy then i don't see any issue with it but then i know you're gonna go back and say like this dude was 20 years old when she was born or whatever right so it it definitely it's weird trying to like talk about uh, but if you're both old enough to be mature and uh, consent to what you both want and are happy, I, I don't, I don't see an issue. Yeah, well, so it's, I, we- it's a little weird, but uh, like that's nothing. That's nothing that I would ever want or do. But yeah, yeah and so um, I think that like just like everything in life, everything's situational. You know on the surface if you put it strictly at just a 50 year old and a 20 year old no like or, or yeah i would say yeah right like okay sure that's fine right but uh if you if you start looking into like the semantics of of, of the relationship right is like all right so we're gonna for this situation assume that the dude is the 50 year old and the female is the 20 year old right if the dude is 50 years old and has a daughter who's 30 you can't date a 20 year old 
you also can't add a 30-year-old. You have to leave enough age gap in there to, I mean, at the bare minimum that, you know, that person wouldn't have been in high school with your daughter, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, because the, the, to me, that's where shit starts to get weird, right? So if you if your daughter's 30, you can't date anyone who's 35 and younger. That That's where your, your, your limit is, right? So you got to date between 35 and, you know, however old you feel comfortable with going, right? And I, I would say you probably wouldn't want to date someone who's your mom's age either, right? So I think that there's, um, at least in my opinion, I, I would assume that there would be that type of, uh, uh, that's the regulations I would put on myself in that situation, right? And, uh, but if if this, you know, 50-year-old doesn't have any kids and, you know, say he's been married or maybe never had kids or doesn't have any kids adopted, then, you know, I think, you know, it's all fair game. So having having a kid would make the difference then, huh? Yeah, because like I said, like like you don't want to be dating someone who would have been in high school with with your daughter or, or with your son. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's that's weird. Like uh, because because then you start bringing in this the scenario of like uh, like imagine if you did start dating one of your you know your daughter's or son's friends when when they're when you guys get older and you get of age of course right like you've known them since they were you know eight seven years old you know and now that now they're 19 and you're dating them no that's fucked up Mm -hmm. you know because then you can you can start fucking put like and then people from the um you know you shouldn't give a fuck what anybody what anybody says right but at the same time like people could start coming after you for like grooming right like oh you've been around her for the last 12 years like uh like have you been like psychologically like getting this idea into our head from that age right of like one day we're going to be together you know like mm-hmm. you, you know there's so much i can go into that uh i think that that's that's why i would stay away from that whole area but just because you know you you can't get in trouble that way you know what i'm saying yeah so, so what, but i mean what that, you, uh, no what are you saying no no, no i was that, that's i was just gonna say that's what that's how i feel about it but yeah go ahead all right i was gonna ask like what do you think the the, the changeup is so uh so would you say it's okay for someone who is 17 and someone who is 18 to be dating yes what about 17 to 19 um if yeah yeah okay we'll we'll go with the, yeah all right 17 to 20 so all right so i i all right, all right. My, my whole thing is like if you guys were in high school together uh, mm-hmm. So if say like you know if you're you know if you're a senior and you know she's a, a freshman then you know that's okay so you can carry that on to you know 18 to 21 right or 22 but when you start pushing like the 23 24 25 and that person 17 18 uh, that that's where I start drawing a line because uh, you're starting to, you're starting to factor in a lot of shit right like uh, real real world world experience right like a lot of people who are in high school you know their whole life is just high school and going home right mm-hmm. now you're dating a 25 year old you know someone who's been out of high school for you know uh, seven years at this point you know he, he knows what it's like to have a you know a regular job a nine to five he knows what it's like to apply for loans to get cars like all these real life uh, real world experiences right and that helps shape your you as a human and then you go and you take someone who's literally just a blank canvas right and then you start having that person imprint on on that person who's younger, and that's that's a form of grooming. I'm I'm not okay with that, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that uh you know everybody is gonna have bad intentions, right? But you know, it was 
if we start you like putting things in the context of like you know the people we grew up around and like grew uh like nobody at the age of 25 is like doing crazy shit and still talking to a girl that's in high school you know what i'm yeah. saying like there's nobody there's nobody fucking doing that so and if they are then they aren't the type of people you want your 18 year old girl or, or your 18 year old daughter or whatever or friend hanging out with you know those aren't the 25 year olds you want to be hanging out with you know mm-hmm. it'd be a bit different if uh uh, if somehow or another, you know, your friends, like your daughter and her group of friends went to, you know, like the local, like, um, like arcade or, you know, some roller skating ring. And this, this dude was at his niece's, you know, fucking blah, blah, blah. And he's off. He's at college. He just came into town for the one day. And, you know, obviously, like I said, like everything is always situational, but just as a general blanket. No, no. I, yeah. I think that when you start getting hit in that four year mark, that's when things start to get a little jostled up. But that only applies until a certain age, though, also. Like, if you're 25, say, like, the female's 25 and the dude's 30, then I, I think that that's okay because you, you have that real-life, uh, that real-world experience, you know. And, um, you know, the ages of 16 to 22, I think, uh, are, are so fundamentally important for somebody figuring out who they are and what they want to be. Right. And when you start having people start you know, coming in and, you know, putting their two cents in, especially uh, people that that person might idolize, like a boyfriend or something like that, then that's when shit starts to get fucked up. You know, that's when you start fucking mm-hmm. people up mentally. No, I but, agree. But like I said, there's also a, like a, a limit on, like I said, like a 24, a 25 year old girl wants to date a 30 year old man. Like then that's OK, because they've already figured out who they want to be, what they want to do. And they've been putting shit in action and putting stuff into motion at that point. And um, and now it's just up to them to stay on that path. Whereas like before you're taking someone who's 17 or 18 and, you know, may having them date or not having them, but they're dating that 25 year old. Now that that 25 year olds imprinting and, you know, you know, help form that person's brain and, you know, their idea of who they think they are and all these things. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, but like, like, like everything in life is always situational. You know, the whole reason why I bring the, the, that, that question up is because, uh, been a, a pretty big story going around uh do you know who keemstar is mm, no he's the host of uh, drama alert it's a you know internet news web uh thing on your channel it's an internet news channel on youtube okay and now he's also on like snapchat and instagram and like all that shit too but started on youtube and he just covers like drama and the latest news about influencers right he is 39 years old and he's dating a 20 year old, right? So remember, I was just saying how that's not that's not okay, that's not good. Well, I think that this situation it is okay, and uh, for for a lot a lot of fucking reasons. Like he he also has his own podcast. It's a Spotify original. It's called uh, Mom's Basement with this uh, guy. His name's Phase Banks. He's the creator of Phase, the Phase Clan, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they. They were on the podcast, or whatever, and you know, Keem was in a relationship with his, uh, what would be now his baby mama for 13 years, and they have a daughter who's 12, and uh, you know, yeah, so that's that. They they recently got divorced. He he has been on, he's been single for a little bit, and he met he met this girl who's 20 years old, right? And uh, Keem is, you know, he's uh, a very influential person. He has you know, multi-million person followers he has multi-millions of dollars like all he's he's famous right and the the girl that he's seeing is just uh, a nobody you know air quotations nobody uh 
you know, from the town that he lives in that he, he met at, at the bar, right? And uh, on the surface, it doesn't seem too great, right? It seems like kind of a sketch situation. But, um, you know, she, she has no idea who he is. Right, like when they met, like uh, she, she didn't come up to him like, "Oh my God, Keemstar, I'm a big fan here." They saw my tits, you know. Uh, he he seen her. He went went up to her, you know, asked her if she wanted a drink, bought her a drink, and everything was super conventional. Keemstar also looks super young, right? He doesn't look like he's 40 years old. He, he know, uh, I'm sure he has gray hairs, but he dyes them, you know. And so, you know, she obviously thought that he was attractive and, you know, one thing led to another and they went back to his place or her place or whatever and ended up hooking up and, you know, now they're now they're dating. Right. And so obviously a lot of people are going after Keem and calling him a pedophile and a groomer and like all these things, because, like I said, he's 39, she's 20. But um, I think that uh, after listening to him describe like who she is and what she's about, I think that they're. uh you know, I don't. I don't think that there's any ill, uh, ill intentions behind either one of their actions, and that's why I'll say that it's okay. And on top of that, um, you know, there's a, a enough of a age gap to where Keem can be could be a uh, a, a good thing for her. Right. Like he has enough uh, world world experience and, you know, he's raised he, he knows what it takes to be a leader and to be, to raise someone. Right. And help build someone up. Right. And uh you know, the, the fact that, you know, she doesn't, she literally doesn't know who she, he is, you know, she doesn't have any sort of following on any social media uh, sites. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he is also young in himself, right? Like, uh, like he said, he, he, uh, all of his friends are 20 years old. You know, he's, he's always going out to the bars. He, he's living life like he's a 20 year old also. So it doesn't, uh, like, like he said, it shouldn't be a shock that, uh, you know, if you live a certain type of lifestyle, like you're 20 years old, then you are going to be around and hang around 20 year olds. And then that that's also going to attract 20 year olds. Right. So he's like, so that shouldn't have been a shock to a lot of people. And I think that that kind of also makes sense. Right. Birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, but that's why I brought this up is because this whole thing about Keemstar is like going around. And so I was just trying to see what your opinions on it was. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really know anything about that situation. Right. Uh, I'm not just going to jump to like, yes or no, whatever. But if it is the way like you're describing it, then I guess there, there is really no problem, you know, as long as they both are happy, then fuck it, you know? Uh, yeah, and see, and that's, a, that's, I think that that's where a lot of it stands also, too, is um, as long as both people are happy. I know Keem seems happy, right? Obviously, we, we don't know anything about the girl. And uh, and we're, everything's also one-sided also, right? We're only getting Keem's side of everything. Because, like I said, this girl, she, she is, you know, air quotations are nobody. So even if things, uh, like, go badly, like, there will be no way for, like, her to expose Keem because, you know, she, she doesn't even have social media, right? So so it could be a very tricky situation. It, it could be, uh, like, a you know, a, a false illusion that he's putting out in, into the world for everybody to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I hope not, right? But we don't know at the end of the day. Yeah. The only like drawback stuff is just like thinking about it and like this dude was 19 years old, like out of high school when this chick was born. It just kind of seems yeah. weird. I'm, I'm still saying it's fine. I'm just saying like looking at it, that, yeah. that is, you know, you know. 
yeah and that's that's kind of always been like my thing about it is because uh, like this, this is like something i've said to some uh some people before too is like can you imagine being you know 15 17 18 years old and going up to a a, a newborn baby and saying i'm gonna fuck you one day <laughs> that's, that's so... fucked up that is fucked yeah. up right but in reality, that is what's going on. Now, granted, yeah, you may never have met that person when they were that age. You didn't meet them until, you know, they were uh, of age. But that's essentially what that is, right? And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. Uh, I got a statement, and I want your reaction, okay? All right, let's hear it. Is a dreidel a low-powered blade blade? Low-powered. <laughs> you, you know what blade blades are? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, ain't that some funny I... ass shit, bro? A low power <laughs> one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, theory. In theory, yeah, it's the same same thing. I mean, you're not using yeah. your fucking late dreidel to fucking hit other ones <laughs> and fuck them up. Or <laughs> are you battling him? Battling him? Do they battle him? <laughs> no, well, they, they battle like blade blades, right? But not, but they don't fucking. I mean, can you imagine like going to a bar mitzvah and everyone's like gathered around the table, just fucking throwing their dreidels in, right? Yeah, where's dreidel at? Right. I'm fucking six. Let me no see Right. Fucking pull up, boy. Maybe that's what they that's do. I don't know. I've never, I've never been to one. Yeah, neither have I. But uh, all right, I got another statement. You ready? Mm-hmm. Waffles are just pancakes with syrup holders. No, fuck no, no. dude. I fucking uh. So just, I, I that's try to actually disrespectful to say. <laughs> so I, I try to put pan, uh. I try I try to put peanut butter on everything I can, right? So yeah. uh, I like waffles over pancakes because I can like it's hard to put shit on pancakes, you know. And so I, I like waffles because then, like, the peanut butter will actually, like, stick to, to the lips of, like, the waffle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. I think just waffles are superior in general. Just yeah. the way they are. I think they're better. Uh, I don't know. Some some pancakes are kind of good. You know, I will say one thing about pancakes, and it's not like mm-hmm. pancakes in general, but uh, a fucking McGriddle from McDonald's. So... I haven't had one in years, probably like fucking five years, six years. But my brothers, okay. dude, them fucking things, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Fucking amazing. I, I, if I had one right now, I'd fucking destroy it. But I always <laughs> did uh um the the bacon egg and cheese bagel. Okay. Big, yeah, bagels are pretty good. Yeah. But uh, uh, they got something... okay, okay. Uh, I was gonna uh, uh so they got a McDonald's has like their own like breakfast sauce that they put on the bagels, and that shit is so fucking good. I order extra extra breakfast sauce when I order my meal. Really? Is yeah, that like and then I get. Or... No, no, no. Uh, I mean, they've always done it since I've gotten those sandwiches, right? And uh, but I also so I also so I get a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel meal, right? And it comes with the one hash brown, and I put the hash brown on the sandwich. And then I put oh, some a little, a little bit a of extra ketchup, yeah, and then and then I eat it all as one. Mm, but yeah, I get the extra extra breakfast sauce. Nah, now we're talking about breakfast. I'm getting fucking hungry. All right, so uh, yeah. back in my, my uh, old work center in California, there was this uh, this breakfast place 
right mm-hmm. on like the, the flight line, you know? Yeah. So you'd be at work and you just walk on over and they had just regular breakfast stuff. Like they had burritos. You could get like uh, some sandwiches, bagels, shit like that. Coffee. It was, it was a coffee store technically, but they had like bagels and shit, burritos. Their breakfast burritos were some of the best ones I think I've ever fucking had. Yeah. They were expensive as fuck. Oh, completely overpriced. But that shit hit different on like a fucking Monday morning, dude. You're struggling, you get a coffee and a, a burrito with like bacon, yeah. egg, uh Sausage. fucking cheese. They had uh so they they actually came with potato, right? Like fucking okay. chunk of potato. And yeah, usually yeah, about ninety yeah. percent of your burrito was fucking potato. It was garbage. Nice. But the trick, no, oh, no, no, it, no, no. You'd, you'd bite into it. Imagine if you just oh, pulled and it's a potato so dry. out of the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull potato out of the ground, you'd bite into it. That's With what the it tortilla, tasted yeah. like. They didn't do a melted cheese. No, they they did, they did. But okay, um, okay. The trick, the trick was you had to ask for hash brown or tater tots. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. They would substitute the potato pieces and put tater tots in there. And oh, okay, do, okay. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that was a game changer. Yep, and you get fucking the side of chipotle sauce on the side, so you can get it inside and on the side, and that was literally the <laughs> some of the best food I've fucking had in my life. This is the most excited I've heard you sound in a while. Oh, dude, that that should, the the reason I sound excited is because they fucking closed it right when COVID hit. Oh they, they, uh, no! They, they they closed it down. So that in this inside that building right now, there's nothing. They tore everything out. Buildings closed. Fucking Damn. complete bullshit. Yeah, that, that shit hurt. That shit hurted real bad. Yeah. I'm just kind of yeah. reminiscing getting excited again. Yeah, but, uh, pulling at your heartstrings. Probably will never have one of those burritos again. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. So you got a uh, you got any final final words for the viewers? Um, final words. No, that. Not too much. Just uh, the you know the basics, right? Stay safe and hope you enjoyed this. Learn some new things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, th- we forgot to tell them last time. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us if you guys have any comments or anything, because there is no comment section in Spotify and Google. So yeah, if you guys want to say tell us anything, go go to our Twitter profile. It's just that. Oh, yeah. Twitter us. Yeah, tweet test us. Tweet, tweet us and beat us. <laughs> or yeah, not the second part, but. Yeah, Sweet. yeah, but uh, I think that that's about it, guys. Uh, we love you guys. Drive safe, work safe, be safe. We'll we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Deuce, deuce.